What's up, Badger fans? Coming to you. We got the win. It wasn't always pretty. Um, in fact, sometimes it was downright ugly, but it doesn't matter because we beat the frigging Gophers. I hate that state. I hate that team. Justin, let's talk about it. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Badger fans? We got the dub. This is the reaction show. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, make every moment more right now. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Um, we got the win. It, it was not the easiest one. Um, this is awesome. Still awesome. It's a good day for me. Still a good Come day. on in here, buddy. Get up on that line. This is awesome. Good day for me. (laughs) We used to have this one. I don't know if anyone remembers this drop. Hey, Doc, I need to talk about it. My head is going to explode. What the heck just happened? It's the therapy session on Locked On Badgers. (laughs) We need a little bit of that in this one, too. Yeah, I think that might be a better drop for this game. I wanted to start, Justin and I were talking before the show. We're going to start every reaction show with a tiny bit of, of, um, a tiny bit of structure before it gets... Uh, off the rails so we're going to do biggest takeaway player of the game we'll stagger it so justin you start with player of the game and then i'll start with biggest takeaway um well player of the game was clearly it was wall like he if he put the team on his back and basically carried us he was the only person consistently scoring low-key this game he was the only person taking good shots for large portions of it mm-hmm. there was there was some very uh, sketchy shot selection in this game for a portion of it and because of that, that's part of the reason why it got as close as it did. Yeah, 100% agree. It's it, player of the game is Tyler Wall. Carried him for stretches in the second half. Uh, stepping up, hitting two clutch free throws, thought something you would never, never think to yeah. say last year. I was so tense on the second one. I was like, I you cannot miss play. this now. This would I be did. so fitting for a Wisconsin team to lose on a three because we only we missed the second half of a one and one he's morphed into nails from the, the free throw line. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's also Tyler Wall for all those reasons, but also defensively, he absolutely put yeah. Garcia in jail. The, yeah. There were stretches in the first half. Garcia got the ball and he's like, who do I pass to? Because like he couldn't do anything against Wall. So on both ends of the court, it's Tyler Wall for me. Um, my biggest takeaway, and I, I could have a positive one or a negative one. I'm going to go slightly negative here. My biggest takeaway is a game like this shows you the flaws of this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have plenty of good stuff I want to talk about. So it's not all bad for sure. You want a Big Ten game on the road. But against physical big men, that's going to be an issue for the team all year. We already knew that. And against really quick guards, that's going to be an issue. We already knew that. And this this game just kind of shows you some of those faults in our defense. We made a player who is a fringe power five guy drop 16 on us, and it was his highest of the season output. And it just shouldn't happen. Like, he's, he's a solid player, but he's nothing – like overly impressive, Chucky just really struggles with speed. And that's yeah, that's his shortcoming. Like he's a good defender, but when somebody can get downhill on him, he really struggles to stay in front of guys at times. Yep. All right. Now let's let's just get and get into the free throw and we'll take comments. Um Justin, what else coming into this is is like fresh in your mind? Because that's really what these shows are for. Like you just watch the game, what's either ticking you off or exciting you here? Well the shot selection by store, right? I mean he was just uh, forcing things in this game and to his credit, he did some other things really well, but th- this is one of those games that shows you why he needs to come back for another year. Like he's he's got some areas where his feel for the game and just what he needs to do in a moment is just not there. 
and he ends up forcing things. He turns it over. He takes a, a shot that's just a terrible shot. Like that, you're. If it goes in, it's it's whatever. But it's like you 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 see half these shots that he took tonight, and you're like, if that goes in, like I'll give you a, a wow. That's great, but it's like don't take that shot. It's not. It's it's a no no yes shot, and he took a lot of them tonight. And he finished oh. five. To your point, he finished five of fourteen, and a couple of those he had a couple of really easy looks, you know, in transition. So really you take some of those out and you know, he had the one straight line dunk, he had another one in transition outside of that. When you're talking about offense that is constructed through the half court set, you're talking like a three for four, three for 12 type game. Just not very efficient. I agree with you. There was a, there was one or two shots specifically in the paint. It's just like, bro, yeah. like, you know, it's reset. Not yeah. It's not just like you at least get a decent, like a jump hook or something like that. Like you're, yeah. you got length on whoever's defending you. Like they should teach him a post game because he would actually be well served to be able to be even if he makes the NBA at six seven he's got length. Like there's gonna be times you get a guard on you that's six four in the NBA. You can go up over him and just hook it, man. Learn a post game. It's it's a skill that's never gonna be a, a negative for you in your career. Yeah, the only um, thing is you're not gonna learn that in season. Like that's, yeah, that's no, no, one hundred percent true. But it would it would probably greatly help him with his efficiency. Yeah. The funny thing with Storm, man, is two of the shots he hit, just off the top, he, had, he hit that pure shot coming off a curl mid-range, about 17 foot, just buried it. And then off on the, the left, away. yeah, in the left kind of mid-post game, he hit that pure fadeaway. Someone in the Discord was like, that, look, that's like Michael Finley. Yeah. And he just has these moments where that's such a pure, ridiculous shot. And then he comes back with that one in the paint where there's like three people on him and it, it just... Or he, he jacks up a three at a bad time when you're like, yeah. and, and just grazes the front of the rim and you're like come on man that is n- it is not the time for that shot give him some credit got a little chris middleton in him yeah now it, it and he's got i've said this a lot right he has another there's another floor in his game it, this his elevator is not the ceiling his elevator yeah. is like the third floor and it's like it's very raw yet it's a 10-story skyscraper justin the pen mm-hmm. up there and he keeps developing but he's got to keep developing because he's not there yet yeah let me i agree completely with that i mean we can go through the lineup here and there is Guys, several guys that just did not have a great game. I thought Crowell was really rough in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't overly efficient. He had a couple of nice plays, but he didn't rebound overly well. He was not really much in terms of any shot, you know, causing any disruption in the paint in terms of shots, which is going to continue to be a problem because we clearly are really struggling to keep people out of the paint. And that's that this that's this team's Achilles heel. And it's going to burn us at some game if we don't shoot well enough. Um, we thankfully have not had a game where we've just shot completely horribly. Um, but there's, there's going to probably be one in the big 10 that we have where we're just like, nothing's falling and we're not able to defend at a high enough level. Now, it seems like one of the things that guard has decided to do is we're going to back off and let people take shots. Cause you and I both discussed mm-hmm. he's, they're letting people put shots up. And that, that is going to also cause some problems. If we play a team that's got guards who are athletic and can actually shoot. Because we're gonna get burned on that. Arizona was one of those teams. Yeah. Um, now, now listen. I will say this, and there is, there is, and we've had this in the in the comment as well. This is from Justin Tyler. I'll take road Big Ten wins any day. Great win that will harden us down the road in the season. Certainly, you you there is credit to be given, and I, I let it off with some negative things. I there is credit to be given for making clutch free throws. Mm-hmm. There's credit to be given for there was a. 
I thought there was a great defensive sequence that last one that Minnesota had in the paint, um, I, or that Wisconsin had in the paint. I mean, Minnesota scored under 60 points. Like defensively, I think even though we gave up some stuff, it was tightened up a little bit. There, there's things here that are good, and you got the win let's, on the road. Well, let's give credit to to guard. He mm-hmm. fouled like we oh, wanted him to. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. You have fouls to give for the love of God. Don't even let him get an opportunity. Oh, man. My heart. So I'll I'll release this tomorrow. I was doing uh, the last minute and a half. I did my like just live watching the game reaction and I'm screaming. I'm like, foul, foul, foul. And he did it. And my heart like exploded on my chest. I felt like a teenage lover. I was like, yes, that's my love. Um, (laughs) No, that's great, though. Like, that's a great job at guard. Too many coaches are stubborn in that moment. He had fouls to give, and he didn't give them anything because he did the smart thing as a coach. I was worried he wouldn't. He did. uh, That's a great point, Justin. By the way, to me, there was some karmic balance that was brought on by the the missed shot that was the last second shot for Minnesota. It's like, you deserve this miss for the, the, the six threes you hit in a row. Like, you were due for one that probably should have been an opportunity that you hit because you had all these other ones that it's just like, really, this is how this is going to work out. Like the entire second half comeback was built off the fact that they could not miss. They were unconscious from three. Yeah. They got a lot of good looks though. That That's the one thing. They did. You're gonna... still, I mean, you don't normally go seven of nine. <laughs> no, but you're going to look back on if I was a coach and I'm certainly not, and I'm not as qualified as the coaches in the badge room, but they're going to look back at that film and say, there is a lot of open threes in transition again. Mm-hmm. And we've said that I've said that for like three, four games, man, find people in transition. And those, those are, if you're going to give, you, you're right. A team shouldn't shoot that well down a stretch, but if you're going to give a big 10, a D one team, multiple open looks at home, like you're begging for it. Like you really are. You're begging for it. A bit of a disaster there. Well, I mean, the part of it to me that bothers me is the fact that Minnesota is just not a very good team. And Yes, I expect there to be teams that can burn us in that regard. This is where free tag next year coming in is such a huge, like people don't understand how big of a, a difference he's going to make with this lineup. Having a guard who's hyper-athletic that you can put on the perimeter that you can have close out hard and can and can just effectively, they could just say, go out there and be a dog. Go out there and just pester the heck out of that guy and make him frustrated because you're athletic enough that he's probably not going to get a step on you. And we don't have that right now. And that's, that's kind of what hurts us. Chucky wants to play in the guy's shorts, but the fact that he just can't stay with them, if they get that, the shoulders passed, like he's just toast. He just, he can't recover. Yeah. Well, he, and that's always been the thing. He doesn't have the foot speed for those types of, that that's where Kamari McGee hopefully helps you a little bit. Obviously, not playing tonight, he gives you a little bit more quickness yeah. in that area. Um, but the problem is that offensively, he doesn't bring as much, so it's hard to even play him in long spurts. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back talk about uh, Tyler Streber says defense is important. Ask Adrian Griffin. Good good point there, uh, Tyler. Um, we're gonna come back and talk about uh, this game. Take more of your comments, Justin. If you see any you really like, go ahead and star them. Uh, we're going to come back, though, after a quick break for our friends of the show over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one source for all your sports betting needs, all your sports betting information. If you are in on any of the AFC NFC Championship game stuff, if not, college basketball is obviously going on. Lots to do over at FanDuel. It is the best sports book in the country for a reason. It's what we use. Please do it responsibly. But if you do have fun with it, futures, teasers, parlay spreads, it's all over there on FanDuel. Easy to use, even for people like me. You go in there, clickety-clack, make your bets, spreads, teasers, parlays. 
the user interface is fast, simple. Even if you've never done it before, and the payouts are super quick on the rare, on the rare occurrence I ever get a payout, um, they're very fast and easy to get. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet at a layup. FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, let's come back to this. Justin, uh, any comments you want to throw up there right away? Yeah, sure. Uh, first one here, I'm going to throw this up there. Uh, Badgers have always had trouble with transition defense from Commandant Clink. This And this is one of the things that's interesting to me because it never used to be a case. This is one of the things that was a big hallmark of Bo Ryan. Like, get back on defense. Do not let them get out and run. And that's how we're going to kind of make our hay is, is just force them to play half court and be efficient and really run good offense. Don't give them the freebies. We look bad in tra- transition defense tonight. There are way too many times we let them push the ball up the court mm-hmm. and get us into situations where we were uncomfortable. Um, it's definitely something that we need to do a better job with. Yep, I'd agree with that. Uh, Vincent Abney says, as a usual replay listener, I just tried to fast forward through the ads. Yeah, you're you're living in real time right now, Vincent. <laughs> That's not going to work. It's like, what's that movie with uh, the remote or click? Um, it's yeah. Adam Sandler. It's not a good it's, one. But you're gonna, gonna up, click. you're gonna end up missing all of your life, Vincent, if you try to fast forward through real life. You gotta stick yeah. with us in the moments. Um, I wanna I wanna put this up here. All right, this is something that I texted you and Rajiv a little before the, the show, and I, I just kind of said I don't think Clemson's gonna get 15, and I'm not here to take any victory laps, but what you what I thought would happen is kind of what happened. Sebastian says click is a great movie sebastian i'm gonna ban you that is not a great movie Um, (laughs) i agree (laughs) not a great movie i am sorry um but teams are gonna start playing clez a little different right you're not going to get the wide open looks that he got against indiana and you saw it in moments of this game they are chasing him around screens Mm -hmm. they are guarding him five they doubled him a lot they really showed hard off the screen it's going to be different for him which is is good in a way because that should open more things up for other players. But then when other players you need don't guys slipping up, screens and stuff like that off of it, and that's yeah. going to be where you pick up your easy points. Yeah, other people didn't step up. Like how many points did Hepburn? Hepburn's the other thing I wrote down is Hepburn, and I said in my notes over here because I always take kind of running notes. Hepburn is in an odd spot offensively. It feels like he started the season trying to be the floor general, but now he can't figure out where to pick those spots. Yeah, because some of the shots are bad. He's too unselfish. Rajiv and I talked about that on our show. The other day, it's it's frustrating because it's like you need to force it somewhat so that they respect you offensively. Because right now, your defender, he doesn't believe you're going to start start shooting on him. And at some point, you have to at least make him play honest on you. Like he's looking for you to make the pass so he can help off. Um, mm-hmm. what I was going to say, another one I was going to bring up here, Easton Parks. Uh, good Nolan Winter minutes down the stretch. Want to get him rolling as much as we can. Really walled up nice on pain on, on that one possession, and then got the rebound on it too. That is what you're looking for him when we talk about what he's capable of being in another year. Is that type of defense on another big where he's got the length and athleticism on him that they're going to be super frustrated trying to get a, a clean look on him? He's just, he's, he seems like he's longer than Krell. And I don't know if it's just his hands are more active, but. Payne really struggled on that one. Like he, it, it wasn't even a competent shot that he ended up because he could not get the leverage to get a clean look. Yeah, he does seem a little longer. He's also quicker, right? Obviously, yeah. so you put 15, 20 pounds on him in the off season. That's got to be the goal. He comes back next year, like that. That could be a really impactful jump next year. At least we hope mm-hmm. so. Um, I agree with you. I, I think that's a good comment from Easton as well. There were nice minutes on the stretch. He started off a little rough, but I, I kind of chalked that up as he's playing in Minnesota yeah. as a freshman. That's where he's from. I think he's just a little over jazzed. 
That could be. Uh, another one by Zach Bartz here. Glad we showed resiliency and beat little brother on the road. We had all night or off night and still pulled it out against a Big Ten team on the road, especially early in this year. One thing I will say is there's there's been hints of us leading to, to this type of game that have been showing lately. And I realize the Big Ten is a is you know it's a night you it's a league you can't take a night off in. But this is not the team we watched earlier in the year. They're starting to get a little sloppy, and some of the things just aren't as crisp. It's not like we're in the second time through the league, where everyone's sitting there now and like they've had reps on you and they kind of know what you know what works and what doesn't work against you when they play you. This team needs to get its head back together a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they're some of it seems like they almost the ego got a little big, and we think we can coast at times. And that's on both sides of the ball now. It seems like offensively we're not as crisp as we've been in the past two. Now, defense has been physical against us, but that's kind of our weakness. We struggle with teams when they get really physical on us. Uh, winning gambler kind of to that point, a couple of the worst teams in the Big Ten barely getting one win. Can we say the Badgers are a bit overrated? I said earlier in the year I thought this was a 15-ish team, right, not a top-10 team. So to that point, to the point where we were getting in the top-10, I, I probably would agree that it was getting a little overrated. I was kind of waiting for a bit of the shoe to drop. Um uh, they, they should play better against Minnesota and Penn State, but those are road games in the Big Ten. They're not always easy, and you're not always going to play a perfect game or even a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses. I know people think I, I am when I say that, but I, I I didn't feel, and I still don't feel this is a top 10 college basketball team. I feel like 15 is about where it mm-hmm. is, and they're kind of playing at that level to some degree, in my opinion. They're they're fringe, in my opinion. I don't think that like you could put them around there just because I don't think that college basketball is overly strong this year. There's a lot of parity this season, and there's nobody that really seems to want to take the bull by the horns. It's pretty much Purdue mm-hmm. is the only team that's really kind of running away with things, and I guess Houston would be the other, but they just tripped up a couple of times. So I'll point it's- out, too, like, you know, there were a lot of close losses last year that you lost because of free throws, right? You mm-hmm. lost because of – and that's the one thing with this team, at least – the close losses, I feel pretty good at the end of it because you're sending guys to the line that are shooting 84%, 75%. You're sending guys that I feel really confident in. And that was something you couldn't do last year. So in these close losses last year, they kind of become close wins this year when you start doing that free throw exchange. I do want to put this comment up here, Justin, because this is something we talked about in the Discord. I think this is something we even talked about on our chat. Tyler Streber, can we talk about Lindsey being the first guy off the bench tonight? What was that? Um, a couple things. Obviously, McGee was hurt, right? Yeah. So Lindsey was the backup point. I still don't – I'll say this. I, I still don't love it. I would prefer Blackwell to try to get some minutes at point guard. Just That's shorten your rotation. I think they should have just let Blackwell slide in. If you need to play – if you're not confident with him playing the point, then give it to Klesman. Mm-hmm. But I just – I felt like that was a way you were trying to force Lindsay to get some minutes that was just unnecessary. And when you have a player that's out that is part of your rotation, just – it's not like our rotation is short. Like you can get away with it. You've got what four guards total, so mm-hmm. you have a first and second string. Why? Why do you need to get the third string guy out there? And that's basically. And he's actually fourth because, you know, I I think if legitimately if we wanted to look at the rotation, it's Chucky as the primary. Your backup is realistically actually Klesmet, and then McGee just kind of gets some spot minutes in there to just kind of keep the rotation running smoothly. I would also point out somebody in the Discord had mentioned well. There's not confidence in Blackwell point guard. What when Lindsay's in there, you're not asking him to do much. He he kind of dribbles up passes to the wing. You're telling me 
I, again, I'm not. And Blackwell's done that. Yeah, I'm not in practice. I'm not trying to pretend I know more, but Blackwell gives you so much more on the court than Lindsey that I think, and and I think he might be able to play point guard another stretch. I would kind of like him to get some minutes just to see. And of course, he's he can do exactly what Lindsey does. Um, so I didn't think I thought that was a weird move. Lindsey first got off the bench; it didn't really work anyway. He passed up a wide open shot that he probably should have hit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it was an experiment. We probably I don't know if we'll see it again. All right, let's take one more quick break, Justin. If there's any other comments you want to bring up, I want to talk about the rotation at the end of the game a little bit coming back. We have a bunch of comments, 240 people in the watching the show right now, which is incredible. Um, that's amazing, y'all. But let's take a quick break for our friends of the show and a quick second to say thank you to everybody that's tuning in. Really do appreciate y'all. Um, as always, thank you so, so much for giving us any bit of your time. I never try to take that for granted. I know Justin doesn't either. We're just Badger fans out here talking. And to be able to share that is amazing. So thank you. All right, let, let's come back up here. And Commandant has the point. What can Lindsay do at point guard that Blackwell can't? That's kind of what I'm saying. I, I don't think there is much, to be honest. Not really. I think he's a little more confident in putting a shot up. Not that Blackwell, he's just more aggressive when he when the opportunity is there for the most part. Blackwell's a better player all around. I, we, we know it's, like I said, we were just getting, he got cute with the rotation. It's, it's exactly what it was. Um, and there's a reason why, like he, he shortened his rotation in the second half. We saw it. Like when the game got tight, he had his guys that he kept out there and played. And honestly, some Blackwell's got to be sick or something because he probably could have played more minutes to kind of spell them. They were tired coming down the stretch. I really felt like when you were like probably at about the 10 minute mark, you probably would have wanted to have Blackwell come in for four, four to six minutes where you just have him come out there and keep everyone fresh hanging in the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He wasn't playing that long. Like we said, he only got 11 minutes. That's that's not enough. Like he should be getting 20 plus. Yeah. Like he, I, I just did. Well, I mean, if I'm saying if if ideally in this game he should have easily been out there 20 minutes. Like yeah, at I, minimum. I'm curious if anybody asks. And obviously, we do these shows right after the game. So I'm gonna be curious if somebody asks Greg Gard about the minutes there in the rotation. And maybe Blackwell is battling something. That's totally possible. Um, but if he's not, I don't understand how you can only play him 11 minutes. Uh, let me let me talk even a little bit more about this. Towards the end of the game, I got a little frustrated. So I love I love great guard fouling. But I would also say there's there's moments in the game where you can steal a possession a little bit. And it frustrated me a little like on the on the last free throw. John Blackwell Jr. Sh- John Blackwell should be out there. Would you have had Winter out there? Given that he's shown that he can be, he's a plus rebounder for the most I part. I don't think it would have had winter just because I worry about the bulk and I worry about Minnesota just being reckless in that moment because Russell won't call a foul. But Blackwell yeah. is one of the best defensive rebounding by percentage wings in the Big Ten. Like mm-hmm. he rebounds on a level that almost Johnny Davis did his sophomore year. He should be out there ahead of Max Klesman when you need a rebound. Period. Um, there was another moment, the two possessions before, where Minnesota's down three. We're trying to foul. Uh, why is Stephen Crowell out there at that moment? You, you you should have five guys who can switch and be versatile and fast. There's no reason to defend any post. I I would have had John Blackwell in there and gone offense defense. I think there's moments in games where you don't need to be quite so stubborn. And uh, I thought you could have used Blackwell in moments where he's really good. And it frustrated me a little bit on the rotation side. And we saw them get an offense rebound off the free throw attempt. Now that wasn't, that was Thor not blocking out the shooter, but. Winning gambler, this team may may not make it past the second round. I'm going to push back on this a little bit because one of the things that people need to realize is the, the NCAA tournament is completely different than playing a game week to week in the Big Ten, which is why we see teams that play super physical in the Big Ten 
tend to take a dump in March because you can't play this way in the tournament. You have refs from all over the country that are coming in who don't call the game the way these refs get accustomed to consistently calling this type of game. So Wisconsin actually sets up favorably for the tournament because it's going to be more of a finesse game. It just is. They're going to be able to run their offensive sets. They're not going to be have run into many teams that are probably going to be remotely as physical as what this is. And their biggest shortcoming is going to be don't play a team that's got a bunch of athletes that want to play really fast yes. and aggressive. That's going to be their their biggest weakness. Yeah, matchups sure matter in, in March, 100%. Um, I want to talk about one of the good things, Justin, and see what you think about this. This is this is I feel like I've been overly negative here because there's been things that frustrated me, but you still won the game. And one of the one of the other takeaways I want to do here is we we've coming off a, a three, four game stretch where Klesman has basically gone mini Kobe. I mean, he's carried the team. Now you have a game where he's kind of in a slump, not a slump, but they defend him differently, he doesn't score, and Wall takes over. That really is in an ideal world the beauty of this team. They they take away Klesman, Wall takes over. You take away Wall. Maybe Store can take over at that point, or Blackwell, or Crow. Right? It is hard to keep all the pieces. It's like whack a mole with this. Yeah. Off. It's hard to keep them all down. We saw tonight that really the only person that had a good game was Wall. Mm -hmm. Like Store had a double double, but he wasn't overly efficient on the offensive end at all. He rebounded really well, but a lot of the rebounds were, you know, they were just kind of there. It wasn't like he was jumping over people and you know making these. Johnny Davis type rebounds that we we had during his season. Mm -hmm. um, so I look at it, we we kind of stole one. Like this was not a great effort in terms of the team, just didn't play well at all, minus Wall. And we were probably lucky we got away with it. But then again, I also felt like Minnesota was kind of lucky to be in the game that they got hot and, and shot back into it. So it is what it is. This is a game we should have won, and we did. You know, my takeaway from this is I think we only play them once. So once again, we're, we're sending Minnesota back to their room. Yes. Kick their butt again. Um, this time tearing their heart out by having them lose by two. So I, I if I, I said it, if we're going to lose, I'm like, I want them to lose. I would have been the, what would have been perfect for me is them being up two and Klesma coming down and just drilling a three. Drilling it. Right. And I would have just sat there and I would have just been like, this is, this is great. Like I, then I would have been happy when we came on. Like I would have been so upset that the game was that close, but just knowing that we just ripped our heart out and stomped on it in the middle of their own house. And that would have just been perfect. Well, we kind of did that in a way, right? Cause that, they got that offensive rebound on the free throw, which is super hard and, and, got a good look. and got a good look. And you could tell it hung in the air. You know, everybody in the barn was like, Oh, <gasps> <sighs> Right, yeah. kind of break the heart, and I want to go back, man. Winning, winning road games in the Big Ten is hard. This line Vegas had at three, three and a half. Um, like so, there is a point to just nobody's going to nationally look and say, "Oh, you barely beat Minnesota." I know internally we look at things closer because we watch every game and we we see things that are frustrating. Uh, John Berger says typical guard ball, sixty-one points. He's allowed one this you, year. You're, yeah, you're aware we had like what nine games in a row that were at seventy plus, several of them over eighty. I mean, it's it's a bad game. Da Wolf has it here. It's a bad bad game, but it still feels good to beat Minnesota. You still get a Big Ten win. You still only have one loss in the Big Ten. You still keep that pressure on Purdue. Um, it was nice to see Wall kind of bounce back, Justin. Like there have been a couple game stretch here where Wall hasn't played really really well. As Justin is looking at us, but who are you texting right now? Uh, let's see any other comments here. My my parents are leaving on a trip tomorrow, oh, nice. so I was getting the. Uh, 
the heads up. She called a second ago, and I'm like, yeah. Um, Steve Schwaltzer says, uh, I don't get uh, – guard doesn't play Blackwell more. The rotations were terrible. I thought they were odd this game. I, there's something up. This I would not take much away from this because this is out of line with what he's done with Blackwell recently. So I would expect it – if it happens again, then we can start to question things. But right now I'm just assuming somebody's not feeling well or something. But it's it's pretty telling that he was down 11 minutes, especially when they I, – I really felt like they were – they were hurting in this game. They were they were struggling to to have bring energy late in this game. Yeah. All right, guys. I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, bunch more comments. We don't always get to everything, and I apologize for that. We'll finish with this one. Don't badger. Quad two win regardless opponent. Still quad two on the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's not bad, man. All right. On Wisconsin, Justin. Any final thought? Anything that we didn't cover to your satisfaction? No, just let's get our act back together and get have a couple of games where we feel comfortable again. Like I would like some double digit wins again so we can have a little bit of a everyone less stress going on with these these games. We for one, that wears your team down. Like this is a game that's going to wear the, that that will they'll still be feeling this tomorrow. They're going to be exhausted after this one because they had to play their butts off to get the win you would prefer to win by 15 where your starters are out with five minutes left in the game. And it's fairly comfortable. That's yeah. That's tough on the big again, though. I, I feel it like sometimes we come into these with different expectations. We, we haven't been, we haven't been shooting. Well, we, I, I can't take that back. We've been shooting pretty well. The defense hasn't been there. And at some of these games, we probably could have just been done with it halfway through the second half. And if the defense would have played to the level that they did tonight, they, they played pretty well defensively, minus you and I agreeing they just needed to close out a little stronger. But for the most part, they did a good job cutting off most of the penetration. I mean, it was better. they had 59 points. It's you know, it's not like they had lit it up. Well, like I said, Wall, I thought Wall dominated his individual matchup with Garcia. He did. Like, I thought he dominated. 100%. Did he even get – he didn't make it to 10 points. Uh, and they were feeding him like crazy late in that game. I got the box score here. Garcia finished – with oh, I had it now I'm looking like a dork. Uh he was 4-10. Where's the points on here? I did finish with 10 exactly. No. Like but that's but he had to work re- that that was an inefficient 10 and a lot of work for 10. I thought Wall played tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um uh we'll wrap it up there guys. I do want to mention cuz I, I had some comments from backer fans both in this chat and other places. I thought San Francisco got lucky. Uh I I thought Green Bay played them. I thought our rookie kicker was better than your rookie kicker, and that might have just been the difference. <laughs> that, that's not saying much. I mean, Our rookie kicker stinks. They need to bring somebody in to uh, like, to push him next year. Like that was a that was a game I thought Green Bay probably should have won, and I think sixty percent of the time, if that plays out like that, they do. I thought they should have leaned into Aaron Jones more. Quite frankly, was, I would agree with that. The Niners really struggled with with that running game. I thought that was a bad call on the fourth – our bad spot on the fourth and one. Aaron Jones is exactly why we talk about Dupree and Dylan Jones as guys that knife through the defense and why they're so valuable because they're not guys that need a gaping hole to be able to be effective. Those guys that can kind of slice through and just get skinny are problem backs because even if you're a good defense, it doesn't take a lot of room for them to be able to find a gap and, and get 10 yards. And that's demoralizing to a team – when they're just trying to to shut it down and stop you, and 
I it was demoralizing to me. This is where this is where the problem is with Braylon Allen. You could bottle him up because he wasn't a guy that was could get super skinny and kind of do through. You'd have to get physical to do it, and that yeah, beats I, up both sides. I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot to be excited about in the Packers' future. David mm-hmm. Deering says now it's time for Ryan and Gloat about the 49ers. No victory lap for mm-hmm. me, man. Like I thought, I thought Green Bay outplayed outplayed us. Quite frankly, um, but anyway, we'll wrap it there. So I did want to say that I thought I thought there's a lot of things. If you're a Packers fan, be excited about going forward. I was terrified at the end of the game. I thought we should have lost one, especially after that Aaron Jones 53 yard run setting it up. I thought that was it, man. I was terrified. Um, all right. We'll wrap it there, guys, on Wisconsin. Justin, thank you as always. And, uh, yeah, who's our next matchup? We get MSU next, Michigan State? MSU, I believe, yeah. That's going to be an interesting one. Um, at least anyway, it's at home. <laughs> at least it's home. Listen, even this, you take the road win every time, yeah. like in the Big Ten. Like, I, I I, keep saying that, and amidst some of the frustrations, you won on the road in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Right? You take it every time. You, you take that and you cash it. Okay. On Wisconsin, we'll talk later. Look for – I had a really good interview with Jess Curtis. That is Tackett Curtis's head coach, his uncle, his high school head coach. A lot of fun insight in that. So you look look for that coming pretty soon. Um, a couple interviews with a couple prospects coming up. A lot coming up on Lockdown Badgers. So, as always, and go check out uh, – I'm remiss if I didn't say Go check out Justin's show with Rajiv over at uh, Bucket Report. Make sure you give them a follow and a listen as well. And then check out Justin on Twitter dropping oh, – I'll just let you take that, Justin. I don't mean to steal your thunder. No, I'll continue to be dropping player evals for guys that the Badgers have offered. It's the, I'm only doing the 2025 class because that's the current cycle. So I'll continue to drop that stuff, kind of bring some guys to the forefront that we're our higher targets for us and give you guys some insight as to what we're looking at here. Give you a chance to look at their huddle films. Bo Dragon says, any more linebackers? I don't know. Like, I'm already <laughs> – there might be one or two more. Well, I'm, it depends on. There's going to be some guys that are kind of in the tweener position. It's not Pokemon. You can't collect them all. Yeah. But we'll see. Anyway, on Wisconsin, thank you all so much. Let's go.